Hello and welcome to the Prisoner Officer Podcast. This podcast is a place to talk about the forgotten cops in this country's jails, prisons, and correctional centers. A place for me to try to make sense of a career spent working inside the fence with some of the greatest people that nobody sees or recognizes for the important job they do. If you haven't yet, please visit www.theprisonofficer.com. This is a great time to go to the Prison Officer Podcast website and look around. While you're there, order an official Prison Officer Podcast coffee mug to drink your favorite beverage from while you listen to our podcast. Just click the Shop Now button and choose the design of your choice for you or as a gift for your prison officer. Retirement Day. For most of us, this is a -a once-in-a-lifetime event. The one day most of us inside spend our shifts dreaming about. When we don't have to walk past those grills when we don't have to spend eight hours trying not to notice the smell of urine. Maybe we can even let our guard down just a little with those around us and enjoy a little less stress in our lives. Well, October 24th was that day for me. I am now a retiree from the Federal Bureau of Prisons. After 21 years of the BOP and eight years with the state of Missouri, I walked out the front door for the last time. I could have still gone a few more years, but as I heard many retirees say before, you know when it's time. There were a couple of things that told me it was time. For one, 28 years of fighting inmates and running on concrete to body alarms had taken its toll on my body, mainly my knees. I couldn't respond as fast as I once could, and it bothered me a lot. I used to be one of the first ones there. I used to pass dozens of people in the corridors on the way. Now, I was getting passed. It sucks getting old. You know, many people told me that, don't worry about it. I'm not an officer anymore. I was a supervisor. I wasn't expected to get there first, but that's just not who I am. And I couldn't get it out of my head that I might fail someone when they needed me. And I'm sure I'm not the only one to deal with that, but, you know, physical health is one of those things that told me it was time to leave. Many years ago, I had a lieutenant, and he told me that I would be one of those officers that had to be forced out the door when it came time for retirement. I hated my job back then, and I shot right back at him. You better hope my 20-year mark doesn't come up in the middle of a shift, because I'm leaving. I did end up staying past my 20-year mark, but in the back of my head, something was nagging at me. Something was telling me that my wife Kathy and I deserved a few years of fun and good health before we hung it up for good. Every year I stayed was another year that I would not be fishing, or at the beach, or cutting wood on the farm, and you know, just enjoying the quietness and the solitude outside something I think a lot of us crave after working in a prison. And finally, I just didn't like the whole current climate towards prison staff. The whole defund the police movement is spilling over into corrections. You know, I was reading recently, Nancy King, a 70-year-old woman with a history of mental health issues, began pounding on the front door of the county jail at Spokane, Washington. You know, the jail's lobby was locked for the night, but the guard opened the door to see what she needed. She then walked inside and started waving a knife around and refused multiple orders to drop it. Moments later, the officer shot her. I read many of the public comments on that news article, such as, but a 70-year-old woman who weighs 110 pounds probably isn't a threat to a corrections officer who knows how to handle prisoners, and getting close enough to this homeless 70-year-old ninja was super scary for this corrections officer. That's why he couldn't use his baton or pepper spray. He might have gotten cut or something like that from a knife. These comments are indicative of how little the public understands our job and their lack of support towards our safety. 
I didn't see any comments that said, you know, thank God that officer got to go home to his family after being attacked by a knife-wielding mental health patient. You didn't see that in the comments. And it's not just the public. You know, the attitude of management isn't what it used to be either. My recent positions showed me very vividly where the priorities of government and upper management are. And it wasn't with the staff who do the hardest work in our prisons each day. I saw an almost antagonistic attitude towards line staff, often talking about and treating them like they were the enemy. And a big part of this I blame on the unions. You know, they spend a lot of their time protecting the bad staff, making management's life harder, and trying to get something for nothing, instead of just working to improve conditions for the true hard workers in our prison. Either way, that was not something I could be part of. So it was time to go. I felt it in my soul. But when it came time to face retirement, you know, to actually walk out the door, to give up my title, my status, to give up part of who I was, it was hard. I had worked in prison for more than 28 years, and I was good at it. I wasn't always good at it, but I had learned to be a pretty good correctional officer. If you listen to episode two of the Prison Officer Podcast, you know the story of how I started. I applied as a cook at Missouri State Penn and was hired as a correctional officer in one of the roughest prisons in America at the time. I knew nothing about prison or inmates, but along the way I also found out I knew very little about myself. Prison taught me a lot about who I truly was, and for good or for bad, I don't know, the prison also shaped many of my world views. Supervising inmates like Robert Berdella and John Gotti and others just as evil with names you'll never hear. I learned what humans are capable of, and it's not pretty. I've witnessed true evil. I've looked it in the eye. It changes you. For those of you that have watched The Matrix, you know, it's like taking the red pill. No more blissful ignorance. You're changed. Besides that, another one of the things I've learned, I've also learned that prisons run on power and race, and I learned many truths about racism. Not all racists are white. And all races have racists. And despite what Hollywood and the media tell you, prison gangs have little to do with race. It is always about money, drugs, and power. An Aryan Brotherhood member and a black gangster disciple will work hand in hand if they can get drugs into the jail or extort another inmate for money. Race goes out the window. But at the same time during this, I learned what I was capable of. I was strong. I was fair. I was able to take the high road when no one else was. I learned, if needed, I can get dirty. I learned that not all heroes wear capes. Over the years, I've worked with some truly amazing people who run to danger without a thought for themselves. I think corrections attracts amazing people who are not given the chance to succeed in other professions because they don't necessarily fit the mold or have the education. But given the resources and opportunity that corrections provide, I've seen creativity, leadership, and skill that I would put up against any other profession. Yes, I know, we do attract the occasional Percy, and that's a reference to the cruel officer in the Green Mile movie, but we usually weed them out, or the inmates do. But overall, corrections sees a lot of people who excel daily and make a difference in the world, and often very quietly. Like many retirees have told me after retirement, you'll never look back and wish you'd stayed longer. I do miss my friends. I miss the camaraderie of working inside. 
but I'm glad to be retired. In just a couple of months, I already feel healthier, stronger, and a ton of stress has dropped off of me. And for those of you still working, dredging through the weekly shifts of segregation somewhere like I did, thinking you'll never make it to the day that you retire, you will. And you will be surprised by all the opportunities available to you. There is a whole world outside of the fence that is looking for hard workers with communication skills. The skills you develop inside are valuable. Your leadership is something that makes you stand out above the crowd. And yes, you have developed leadership skill. You can't work in a jail or prison without learning to lead at some level, whether it be peers or whether it be inmates. And if a good retirement's your goal, here's some tips from me to be ready for the day that you get to walk out. Number one, invest. Whether it is your retirement plan, real estate, silver dimes in a mason jar, don't wait till the last minute. You want to enjoy retirement and you're going to need money. Make sure it's there for you when you need it. Number two, pay off your bills. The fewer bills you have in retirement, the more options you have to enjoy your hard-earned retirement. Um, buy a book. Clark Howard's got a good one out there that teaches you how to get control of those bills, how to pay stuff off early. That's something that you can do that prepares you for retirement and makes retirement worth it. Build your resume every day. Even if you plan to never work in prison again, a resume that highlights all of your training and skills that you've developed, it gives you options. Get a list of all your training from Human Resources and keep your resume up to date at all times. You never know when an opportunity will show itself. And learn about your retirement options. I sat back and I remember listening to the guys and they were talking about this in retirement and that in retirement and I thought, whatever. But you know, when it comes time, you need that information. Tax changes, Social Security, and all the other things that change when you retire. I failed to do this until I was ready to retire. I guess I was thinking that the agency would help me when it came time. But that didn't happen. Be ready for a couple of letters and a packet of brochures because HR doesn't call you anymore. Now that I'm retired, now what? Well, my personal goal is to do my best with the Prisoner Officer Podcast. I want to grow it, and with it in my writing, I want to bring forward the positive in corrections, to bring to light some of the problems specific to correctional officers, and to highlight those silent heroes who diligently work to keep us all safe. In between, I plan to do a little fishing, a little hunting, traveling, and maybe just cut some firewood in the quiet solitude of the forest. And before I go, I also... You know, I want to dedicate this episode to those officers that didn't make it to retirement day. I worked beside many who either never made it to retirement or passed away shortly after. There were a lot of staff that didn't make it to enjoy what life is like after corrections. And if anyone deserves to retire, it's the prison officers who work in hell every day. Well, that's it for today's episode. I am retired. But the Prisoner Officer Podcast isn't going to retire. If you enjoy these podcasts, the best way to support the Prisoner Officer Podcast is to share these episodes with your friends and family on social media. And before you leave, let me invite you to visit www.theprisonofficer.com, where you can find my suggestions for some of the best correctional leadership books out there. I've created a section on the webpage, 
and it highlights some of my favorites, as well as the books suggested to me by some of my guests and mentors. And if you see a book you like, click the cover to order. It'll take you to Amazon, and your purchase will support the Prisoner Officer Podcast. If you haven't already, check out the Prisoner Officer Podcast on Facebook and click that little follow button or leave us a message or better yet, a review. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, click the subscribe button. Till next time, I'm Mike Cantrell. Watch your back and please take care of each other out there behind those walls.